Welcome to another episode of the Providence Friarcast, presented, presented by, by PCBB, 1917.com. Your home for Providence College basketball news, notes, and opinions. Now here's the founder of PCBB, 1917.com, and your host, Mike Hopkins. All right, and welcome to another episode of the Providence Friarcast. It's mid-May here, a little bit uh, in between time, recruiting season sort of underway, but kind of over for until July, officially with uh, the first two April live periods uh, being over. Uh, it's sort of camp season now. You're going to see a lot of people going to like the Under Armour camp and uh, Nike has some camps. Uh, the MBPA I think is in uh, June or, or you know. But I uh, thought it'd be a good time to bring you guys another uh, podcast. Unfortunately, Chris and Brendan and I couldn't get together. Everybody's kind of busy. Chris has obligations with the Celtics still making a run. Brendan's got some family stuff going on tonight, the only night that we could really record. So wanted to get this out here for you guys. Uh, got a special few minutes later at the end of the podcast with incoming freshman Chris Monroe, who joined me uh, to kind of get to know him a little bit, talk about his process of building a relationship with Ed Cooley, Jeff Battle during the recruitment, and then uh, kind of a little bit about him, why he, what number he's going to wear, why he, why he uh, feels that that number is important to him. Uh, pretty good talk with him, so stay tuned at the end for that. Uh, going to start off a little bit with uh, some schedule news. Obviously, recently there's been some discussion about the uh, the non-conference schedule with uh, the Hall of Fame tip-off classic uh, putting out a release this week with the matchups uh, for the, the campus site games. Providence will have two home games at the Dunkin' Donuts Center and then two games at Mohegan Sun, which I believe is the weekend before Thanksgiving. And they just announced officially that Providence will open their regular season on November 6th against Siena at the Dunkin' Donuts Center, and then a week later play Holy Cross on November 13th, followed by November 17th, I believe, is the first game on the Saturday at Mohegan Sun. They'll play South Carolina, and then uh, depending on how that game goes and the other game, they'll play either Michigan or George Washington on Sunday in either the consolation or the finals. And uh, shaping up to be a pretty good non-conference schedule. We already have a couple other games uh, that we know about. If you want to go to uh, the Providence, uh, the PCBB1917.com, I have up there the 2018-19 schedule page, filling it in as we go. Obviously, we we don't know the uh, Big East schedule. won't be out probably until uh, early September as usual. But the non-conference schedule last year was announced on May 25th, so hopefully in the next week or so we'll have every every game with a little more detail. But we do know, obviously, I mentioned November 6th, uh, interesting note about November 6th. People might be thinking that's a little early. It is. So that's new this year. They're going to be starting on the Tuesday before the second Friday. It had always been traditionally the second Friday of November was the start of the season the last several years. Uh, they were running so, some scheduling issues that works out well for Providence, specifically with uh, some of the Dunkin' Donuts Center conflicts with the uh, – ever-popular Rhode Island Comic Con that has been going on now that, that opening weekend the last several years and has gotten more and more popular, expanding from, I think it was at one point just in the convention center. Now it's in, I think, the convention center and the dunk all weekend long. I think three days. They they do sell quite a few tickets. So um, 
but Providence now able to avoid that conflict in terms of opening the season. Uh, obviously, last year they had to open out on campus at Alumni Hall, which was the first regular season game they had played there in like 35 years. Uh, obviously had a little bit of a hiccup later in the season with the dunk, having to play the remainder of their Seton Hall game at the dunk after there was that uh, at, at Alumni Hall after the uh, little bit of a condensation issue. Um, but I think they'd like to like to probably avoid fitting uh, all you know 6,000 season ticket holders into a 1,200 seat arena on campus as much as possible. So uh, opening the season at home a little early this year, November 6th. Uh, then also that first week on Friday, November 9th, perfect timing with Comic-Con. As I mentioned, they'll be going uh, down to Annapolis to play Wichita State in a neutral court game as part of the Veterans Classic, which uh, is a four-team, four two-game, non-bracketed event. Uh, Navy will play Maryland. In the later game on Friday night, Providence and Wichita State will be the early game. That should be on CBS Sports Network if history repeats itself. Uh, we will have a time, although I believe it will be on the earlier side, you know, 6 and 7.30, something like that. Um, so that's that's sort of the, the what we know about the schedule. Uh, I wish I could say more, but uh, I really can't at the moment. But Providence is uh, in the works, and uh, hopefully we'll be announcing it next week, as I mentioned, with uh, a – School that everyone will recognize, we'll say that, um, a a football five school, as Ed Cooley would refer to the conference that they play in, um, they are playing a road game in December, and uh, it'll be a school everybody recognizes, maybe even bring back some memories from uh, a previous matchup years ago, so that should be announced soon, but the, the non-conference schedule is shaping up to be pretty good. I don't want to go too too deep on this, because... Uh, I want to go, you know, have a have a longer podcast after the schedule comes out when uh, Brendan, Chris, and I can can give our thoughts. But uh, what it's looking like right now, I mean, obviously you got the uh, URI game early December. They got BC again. They have UMass again. They'll play Brown. So there's there's maybe two or three games that are still kind of unknowns. I expect those will probably be kind of besides the one I just mentioned. Uh, that'll be a uh, a marquee type opponent. The other two are probably going to be sort of on the softer side, maybe more regional teams. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have more on that next week when the schedule comes out, which if if history repeats itself, last year was May 25th. So we're hoping that we, uh, we can talk about that on a future podcast very soon once it is released. Other news out this week is the Gavit Games were announced. Providence not in the Gavit Games as we expected after being in it for the first four years. Uh, the matchups, uh, Georgetown, Illinois, Wisconsin, Xavier, Michigan, Villanova, which obviously has some intrigue as a rematch of the national championship game. Seton Hall will play Nebraska, Marquette, Indiana, Ohio State, and Creighton, which will feature Chris Holtman, former Butler coach, taking a trip to Omaha. Penn State will be at DePaul, and then uh, St. John's and Rutgers in a little bit of a uh, regional rivalry game there. So Gavit games were out this week. No Providence, which... Uh, they were supposed to probably not play in it last year, but um, had to kind of shoehorn in a game that they were were not really expecting to have to shoehorn in because they were worried about the early season schedule being a little tight in terms of uh, the Comic-Con issue, not being able to open. Uh, that was kind of part of why they had to open on campus on the Friday night. So no Gavit games this year for Friars. Some interesting matchups. The last two years, I believe, the leagues have split pretty evenly. I think it's been... 
500 both years. So be interesting to see if one conference takes uh, takes a lead on the other. Some other possible schedule news out this week. Uh, Iowa State's athletic director Jamie Pollard on Monday. He uh, it was quoted in a CBSSports.com story uh, discussing the uh, the the difficulty that some Big Twelve schools might have if some leagues. Um, I believe the Big Ten is already doing this, but uh, the ACC is considering going to a 20-game conference schedule, which would eliminate essentially two non-conference slots. He said, quote, what's happening is some other leagues are considering going to 20 games. So if a couple leagues go to 20 games, it'll be harder to get a non-conference home and home. So we've had some discussions with the Big East about the possibility of doing a scheduling alliance to counterbalance the SEC challenge so that we would have 20 games locked up. So basically what, what he's what he's saying is uh, the Big East and the Big 12, which ironically the Big 12 has 10 schools, so they both match up in terms of having 10 schools each. Could be the kind of situation similar to the Gavit games where there's a game every year for a Big East team against a Big 12 team. And uh, you saw this week Xavier and Missouri, I believe it was announced either on uh, Wednesday or Thursday that they have agreed to a home-and-home with the First game at Missouri this upcoming season, a return game at Xavier in 2019-20. So just keep an eye out for other Big 12, Big East type news. You may see that pop up, probably being facilitated by the uh, by the leagues, uh, trying to trying to help out their mutually help out their scheduling. But we can talk about the schedules a little bit more when we can get everybody together. Hopefully next week or the week after. I uh, might have to wait till after Memorial Day, depending how everyone's schedule is. But hopefully we'll get we'll get everybody together on that. And without further ado, let's get into the Chris Monroe interview. Chris and I spoke a little bit on Wednesday. Uh, he is the second player to commit in the class of 2018 to Ed Cooley in Providence College. After A.J. Reeves, who committed in June, he committed early August. I actually remember being a little caught off guard. Um, he was fairly new in that. I think Providence had only really been mentioned publicly with him in, since uh, late April of 2017. So over the course of about two and a half months or so, he was uh, somebody that was being followed. I was definitely following him in Team Wall. He um, had a pretty good, pretty good April and a really good July. So he was he was a name on the rise. Uh, I was mentioning some articles around the time as being somebody who was ready for a breakout. And um, as you'll hear, he he just felt comfortable enough, even without visiting campus yet, that uh, the relationship was there and that that he wanted to be a friar. So. He pulled the trigger. I was in a Cold Stone Creamery. I have not been to a Cold Stone Creamery since, and I probably hadn't been there in 10 years before this one night happened to be, I think, the night before my birthday in early August. I uh, happened to randomly be there with my, at the time, my my fiancé, uh, and was standing in, in a very long line waiting for Cold Stone Creamery ice cream uh, and listening to the people cheerily sing, you know, after getting a tip, which I always found kind of annoying. And uh, all of a sudden, I see a tweet from Chris Monroe pop up that he's he's committing. I think it was like a Friday night at like seven or eight o'clock, maybe even later than that. Um, but when you know, you know. And you'll hear you hear from Chris a little bit about the relationship that he built with Ed Cooling and uh, Jeff Battle over the course of the several months that they were recruiting him. And uh, you'll hear a little bit about Chris. He's got a, l- a little bit of a. You can go on his Twitter, which is underscore kjm21. Uh, you can go on his Twitter and find a video from uh, a couple months ago of him singing. He's got a little bit of a voice, although he did mention he's got uh, got a little bit of stage fright. 
but he sings in the choir at his school, St. David's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, so really good talk with Chris. Uh, hope to maybe get a little bit, uh, a little bit more with some of the other recruits too, as we, uh, as we get close here, they're all going to be on campus in just a couple weeks. Um, first summer session starts the Tuesday after Memorial Day. So Chris and, and the other, uh, incoming freshmen will all be there. So, uh, we'll hope to hope to bring you uh, a little a little insight into who these who these young men are. Obviously, uh, people probably know a little bit more about the local guys, AJ Reeves and David Duke, but uh, maybe uh, we can get Jimmy Nichols on here as well. So, here's Chris Monroe, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. All right, we welcome Chris Monroe onto the Providence Friarcast. Thanks for joining us, Chris, for a few minutes here. Uh, member of the incoming Providence freshman group, uh, four guys committed. And we want to talk about when you committed, which I think was in early August. Uh, I remember uh, asking back then what was it that drew you to Providence. You mentioned specifically uh, the coaching staff, the relationships you built. Coach Battle was the lead assistant coach. You also, obviously, Coach Cooley was involved. Give us some background on how the relationships formed with this Providence staff and what they talked to you about as they recruited you. Um, I remember they called me after Peace Jam, and they was just talking about how they liked my game. And I knew from like from the beginning that I mean there would be people that I'd be close with throughout the recruiting process. Um, they always preached to me like to stay aggressive. I mean, he, Coach Cooley always felt like my coach, like even through the recruiting process. So, I mean, it was kind of easy. To, that's what made, kind of made the decision easy because, I mean, he was always there. He was at, like, every one of my games in July of last AAU season. So, and Coach Battle was always in my ear, you know, just telling me stuff I needed to work on and stuff I did well, too, but mostly stuff I needed to work on all the time. And you committed without ever getting up to campus. Was it something that just felt right uh, about the relationships you had built with, with uh, both Coach Cooley and Coach Battle? Yeah, it just, it just like, the relationship just felt right. I mean, there was no – I knew when I went up there, I would like it regardless, and it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be enough for me to like, you know, want to decommit or anything. But I just, I just knew I would like it regardless, so there was no need for me to go visit or let that be what was stopping me from committing. Did you get the sense that the campus up in Providence, when you get up there for your visit, was very similar to your high school, St. David's? Yeah, definitely. It's just a, it's a little bit bigger. I, I was saying that like as soon as I was up there, I was like, this feels just like St. David's. So, I mean, that's, that'll help the adjustment, too, when I go up there. And you're going to be part of the first group to have access to the brand-new Ruane Fryer Development Center that's set to open in August, I believe. How much have they talked to you about that or during the course of the recruitment and also the last several months? I mean, they talked they talk to me about it um, when they came um, and did my home visit. I mean, they, I mean, all the stuff that's in there is just incredible. And, you know, and I'm blessed that to be the first people to um, be able to use it and I mean, I'm just excited to get in there, and um, I mean, it just, it's just the plans for it are crazy. So, I mean, I'm just glad. I'm glad for Coach Cooley. I'm glad for our program that we were able to get that done. You've been described as having a unique blend of physical play and shot making. Uh, what What do you think is going to be your role at Providence? What What's kind of your your style going to be when you get on campus? I mean, just be aggressive and just making making shots. That's pretty much just the main thing. 
a little over a year ago is kind of when your recruitment took off after the April Live periods you were running with Team Wall. It's kind of when your recruitment changed and uh, you, you had a little bit of a breakout period. A lot of teams went from interest to offers. Give us an idea kind of what uh, the, what's going on right now on the on the recruiting side of things for somebody who's maybe in the class of 2019 or 2020 after they went through the April Live period? What's going on with coaches contacting them? Um, here we are kind of in mid-May, so a couple weeks after that, a lot of offers have been flying around the last couple weeks. So just give us an idea of somebody who's gone through it. What's kind of going on right now for some of the rising seniors and juniors? It's definitely a fun time. But at the same time, even though it's stressful, we just got to enjoy it. And um, don't let it affect, like, affect how, how they're playing. I mean, I, I know what they're going through. I mean, especially the people that get calls all the time and not stop. But, I mean, just don't let it affect who you are as a person and just, just keep hooping. I noticed last year uh, there was definitely some games where you were tweeting about uh, either during games or after games, uh, watching the, the Providence team play last year. How often do you watch the games during during the year last year, and what did you think of their season? Uh, I was tuned in every game. <laughs> I recorded every game. I still got every game recorded. But, I mean, um, I was extremely impressed because, you know, a lot of people weren't really talking about the team. And um, they had a lot of great wins, especially in the Big East. And um, so, I mean, I was just – I was happy because, I mean, a lot of people weren't talking about them. They proved a lot of people wrong, and they got a lot of confidence. They certainly did. Five straight NCAA tournament appearances now. This senior group that's leaving first uh, class in program history to have all, all four years go to the NCAA tournament. How important was it for you to see the NCAA tournament appearances and something that you were, you were thinking about in terms of playing in college? Oh, yeah. I mean, Coach, Coach Cooley, I mean, he's the man. I mean, I know the plan he has for me. I know the plan he has for the team. And I know when we get there, we can get it done. So we're looking forward to continue to keeping the streak going. How often do you and the other freshmen talk? Do you guys have, like, a group chat going? Yeah, we talk. We got a group chat. I mean, they're funny. They're just building a relationship, you know, becoming brothers, and just make it easy to gel when we when we all get up there in a couple of weeks. You excited for the trip to Italy this summer? Yeah, I'm extremely excited. Um, my brother's in the Army, so he's coming to watch. So, I mean, it'd be fun to be able to um go out of the country and um, try something new. I mean, I haven't really been. You know, in, outside of the country like that. I mean, I went to Guatemala. That was it. But, like, uh, it's just something new. For basketball, it's new. Speaking of something a little bit different, uh, tell me about your singing career. You got a little bit of a voice there. I saw some uh, some videos on Twitter. I'm, I'll pipe in a little bit of that sound here uh, here for people later. I mean, I do. I sing a little bit, so yeah. 
I, I like basketball, though. Well, if the basketball thing doesn't work out, you got you got a pretty good voice there. Uh, you planning on wearing number two? Yes. Number two means a lot to me, so yeah, I plan on wearing that. What's the story behind that? Uh, you know, my nephew was born August 2nd, and I mean, like, he's just, he's kind of like who I play basketball for other than my mom, so I was always right for him. All right, well, that's, uh, that'll do it for Chris, Chris Monroe. Hope everybody got, uh, got a chance to learn a little bit about one of the newest Friars. Uh, Chris, thanks for giving me a few minutes. No problem. Thank you. All right, that was a good chat with Chris. Thanks for uh, joining us for a quick little mid-May episode of the Providence Friarcast. I want to give a special shout-out now to some of my patrons. You can head over to patreon.com slash pcbb1917. For as little as $3 a month, the cost of uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee for me pretty much, you can uh, head over to Patreon and, and check out the various options. The $3 a month gets you access to the Slack chat, which has been a lot of fun. We have about 40 guys in there, fairly active group. Uh, for $5 a month, you get access to the special recruiting channel on the Slack. And there's $10, $20. There's a lot of different uh, options. People have been very generous. You may have noticed there are some updates to the website that went uh, went up in April. I'm very happy with the uh, recruiting hub page, which is... Uh, is front and center now at the top of the uh, menu bar. You can click on the recruiting hub. You get to see some highlights of the committed guys in 2018. You get to see um, a list of uh, players on my, quote, big board, uh, guys who I think Providence is prioritizing in the class of 2019. You get a list of the 2018-1920 database of recruits that I have that I've been tracking, that Providence is tracking. Uh, So a lot of good stuff there. So maybe check that out. But a special shout-out now to JLD, John Lee Dumas, Mike Evans, my parents, Adam Nagel, Bob Allison, Ron Torbick, Brendan Ryan, Dan Marcus, Joe DeAngelis, Dennis Corbett, Mike Saburn, Ray Penza, Dennis Burns, Chris Thurlow, G, Terry Meyer, Alan Russ, Ted Burbage, and Santino Micheletti. Special shout-out to those fine gentlemen. A few new names there, too, if you noticed. Uh, Make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to the Providence Friarcast. You can leave a rating and a review. So far, there's been a few good ones there. Uh, Make sure you head over and are subscribed so that you're getting every episode that we drop in the feed, which uh, we'll have definitely a few more over the course of the next few months. Obviously, it's a little bit of a slow time. Some people aren't into recruiting, but I am. So I will definitely do some recruiting-specific podcasts. We'll obviously talk schedule when that comes out hopefully in the next week or two as i mentioned so make sure you are subscribed check out the patreon at patreon.com slash pcbb1917 and head over to pcbb1917.com for the new recruiting hub make sure you check everything out and we'll talk to you next time don't forget to subscribe to the providence Friarcast on itunes or wherever you get your podcast follow mike follow mike hopkins on twitter and instagram PCBB 1917. Like the Facebook page, and as always, stay classy, Friartown.